is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! Footy Talk Sunday, James Graham and Dobbo and the Broncos are through to the grand final. They had a great victory last night, 42 points to 12 over the Warriors. They will face the Panthers. We're going to unpack that. We're going to talk about forward passes. We're going to talk about HIA and all things related to that game. Yeah, and we're also going to be breakdown or at least attempting to find out how the Warriors did so well in season 2023. Love it. Footy Talk, listener podcast, James Graham and Dobbo with you on a Sunday. Sunday Footy Talk, James Graham and Dobbo with you. Uh, We now have a grand final already that we wanted, but it is decided. The Panthers will take on the Brisbane Broncos. 1v2 after the regular season. James Graham, it's probably the grand final that deserved to happen and the one that we all truly want to see. Yeah, very thankful that uh, these two teams will be um, contesting uh, next Sunday's grand final. It promises and is shaping up to be uh, an absolute classic if all things go according to plan. But rugby league, as we know, it doesn't always go to plan. I think from a neutral's point of view, it ticks all the boxes, yeah. lots of spice, lots of interesting matchups, different keys to success. Um, like you say, one and two, only points differential could separate these two yeah. teams. One win apiece when playing each other in the regular season. Oh, it's it, There's so many clashes. There's so much to like about this. And I think, you know, you look at uh, the game and the position that the, the NRL Rugby League is in at the moment. This is the grand final. This is a showpiece event. And, you know, Andrew Abdo, Peter Volandes, everybody involved at the NRL, you can't have biases, but this is the dream. Well, two big, big, big brands. Uh, Penrith, massive brand. Well, history on the line for Penrith Panthers. Yeah. History on the line for Penrith Panthers. And then the Brisbane Broncos, the story, the city, the new team in town as well. You know, who'd have thought with a second Brisbane team, although they're referred to as the Dolphins, but we know which city they represent. Yeah. So they come to town, but yet the other Brisbane team that have been around for as long as they have, they're they're the ones playing in the grand final. What a story of a season. It's uh, delivered so much and comes down to two. And like I say, I, I... as a neutral, as a caller, as a pundit, I'm so excited for this game. And you know, all week, this it's just going. It's going to dom. You know what's great about it? It's going to dominate positive news headlines. Okay, so the news for everybody is no injuries, no suspensions. That's even even better, Dolo. Yep. So we're so, not talking about Luai. Will he be back? Yeah, will, no. will he not be and back? The Flegler, the Flegler crusher, as you said last night, uh, didn't warrant anything other than a, it was barely even a crusher, and um, and obviously that. Didn't get a charge for it, it annoyed, so. it, I know we're going slightly off track here, but these, what what used to be a crusher, I know why they wanted out the game. That's not why. No. What, what hap- the incident that happened last night isn't why we uh, wanted to stamp out that particular style of play. No, and tackle, I sorry. get it completely. Let's look at last night. Um, Forty-two points to twelve. Brisbane, they were dominant in areas. They absolutely, they had patches of just complete brilliance, but. I did like the fact that not one of them felt that that was a a, a complete performance from the, from the Bronx. They were scathing. Kevin Walters from All Reports was absolutely furious at halftime and 
rightly so. He just was not happy with some of the stuff that they did. What was your take on what they did to the Warriors last night and and, and just how dominant they were? Yeah, look, the, the, they were, but that said, uh, they still conceded two tries earlier in the piece, which will be a, a, an issue of concern. One was coach. a set play. One was a set play, and, yeah. and they put, and the other one was an intercept. So Dallin's intercept come from Walsh. But that set play showed uh, Jesse Arthur's pushed in. You know, Johnson ran a tough line, played out the back. It was a set play, and they, and they really showed them up. Yeah, they, they did, which set plays Penrith, the, the yeah, absolute the masters at. Yeah, yeah. So Nathan Cleary, Isaiah Yo, Jerome Luai, Dylan Edwards, they're going to like what they see. They're also on the other side. So they scored that other try. Montoya scored uh, when they went to the left, um, which was, you know. against Shape yeah. and... and I, I couldn't work out what was going on with Brisbane's defence. It actually ended up um, a three-on-one overlap that was yeah. created. Tony Staggs came in and he, he really didn't need to to do that. Um, and again, there's no better team in executing those types of opportunities than Penrith, in my opinion. So, And then the other one is the intercept. Now, people can people can throw it away and go, oh, well, it's just, just an intercept. Like, th- those things happen. Stephen Crichton. Yeah. Grand final. Cody Walker. Cody Walker. Yeah. Like, it, it happens. Yeah. And and, it, and they prey on it. it Those kind of blokes prey on it, it. it. They don't just prey on it, Dobbo. They plan for it. You think it happens by accident? Accident that Stephen Crichton puts himself in those positions? No, it's not fluke. It's not opportunity. He goes and creates that opportunity because uh, of the positions that he puts himself in and the pressure that gets applied to find, to try and thread the needle. And his body positions where you think, you fall into the trap of thinking, I can nail this pass. But Crichton's just got that ability to disguise his movements and then go and get that intercept and shut the gate. There's no stopping it. I think the, the, the Bronco also as well, just on that point of, of conceding the tries, the importance of quality goal kicking. So Pompey um, missed hey, a couple, missed, yeah. missed, a, well, missed three. Um, and just what that, it didn't put the Broncos in the same on the same level of back foot, no, in the same level of stress or pressure. Where if you're coming up against Cleary, Cleary and he nails a couple of those, it's a, if it, it's a different story out there. It would have been twenty four eighteen when the next incident, the forward pass incident. Now I'm going to talk to that in a minute. I'm going to get to the whole the, the whole forward pass. I just want you to put uh, a, a full stop on the Warriors. And their year, if you could for us, just the the year that they've had, and regardless of the fact they got to a prelim this year, and just how far they've come under Andrew Webster in twenty twenty three. Yeah, Andrew Webster, Sean Johnson, Wade Egan, Adam Fenua Blake, Tohu Harris, Charles Nehu Cluckster, take a bow, lads. Yeah, what a season. Um, you know, it's they have a difficult time over there in in New Zealand um, with with the game and where it stands um, in, on the sporting stage, and um, the journey that they've been on through uh, COVID, and for them to to regalvanise and uh, achieve and get to eighty minutes away from a grand final was nothing short of remarkable. Um, I, I think it's obviously we've got the grand final to look forward to, and the the story is yet to be written but the story of the Warriors this season is is nothing short of remarkable no clues I, st- I still can't figure out how they how they got where they are like so with Brisbane admittedly I, I thought they were going to be in for a, a, a struggle this season with the pressure that was applied to them but now looking back 
can I can see it all makes sense, but with the Warriors, it still doesn't make sense. Yeah. Well, to me, it doesn't. Well, when you talk about the play, the caliber of players, it does. No, well, but the, like the, you talk the, about uh, now, I understand. There's no, there's no genuine out and out flash superstar style play. In fact, they hang lost. On. They lost one in Reese Walsh. Hang on, hang on, hang on. If you're going to not say that Sean Johnson's not an out and out superstar, he is. Yeah, yeah, so that's uh, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I he's a former Golden Boot winner. I'm sorry, yeah, he's won I, I a Golden Boot. Yeah, I, I know, but if you look, not not recently. Look, so you take yourself back 12 months, Dobber. Yeah, and honestly, look at the recruitment of Sean Johnson. You're putting a question mark with you, it. I get you, it. You're thinking how how almost you know your application as a coach or, or where you're thinking as a coach would be. How am I going to manage Sean Johnson into retirement? How am I going to have those difficult conversations? But the conversation was changed and the mindset was changed. And it's absolutely, uh, like I say, almost undescribable what uh, Webster's managed to do with him because I don't think anybody saw this coming. I think no. even Sean Johnson himself, like, and seeing just how happy he is in his football. I remember the game uh, against Cronulla, that remarkable comeback game, and Sean Johnson, just the smile on his face. It's, it's it, you know, what the it, it's a, all-consuming game, rugby league, and you know you ride every emotion. And it was great to see Sean Johnson's had a, a a couple of tough seasons, and name and and people calling for his you know to him to hang up the boots. Um, but to see that that bloke with the big smile on his face, it it uh, yeah, it's it's hard not to to feel happy for him. And yeah, Warriors, you you just can't. I still, I can't figure it out. There's no, like, oh, this is why. Like with the Broncos, I get why. With the Penrith Panthers, I get why. I still don't get it. No. Well, either way, they finished well. Um, prelim final, well done to Andrew Webster, well done to the Warriors, the Wars as they are called, and they are back for bigger and better yeah, things with, in 24. With, with the Wars thing, um, I think that's really going to catch on. Like well, some it's a catchy tune. Well, some people, some people, yeah, ah, oh, the Wars, what's that about? But... It, Going back to my earlier point about where the Warriors are in terms of the sporting stage in New Zealand, but they're all the talk. They're the talk of the town. We've got a Rugby Union World Cup on, and you know, speaking to the Triple M people that went um, yes. to Auckland last week, it's all the talk is about the Warriors, and we've got to capitalise on uh, on this present moment. And you know, I think Ben Teo on the Saturday scrum spoke about. Um, with the Warriors in 01 or 02 perhaps and, and that's what turned him that momentum of, of the Warriors and seeing that yeah. he was previously involved in Rugby Union he got a glimpse and he was like no no that's that's, where that's I what be. I want to be a part of so yeah, yeah Rugby League in New Zealand um, is a very roll, strong yeah. position uh, they went through some difficult times with some players deflecting but it's a, 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 the only way is up now we've got to capitalise on this Roger back next year as well uh, great year for the Warriors <laughs> Okay, 24 points to 12 game, you know, in a grasp. There was a real fight in the second half. They were, you know, it was end to end. And then Reese Walsh throws what could be the biggest forward pass I've ever seen that's gone on. And then to make matters worse, they throw one, they throw another one to Ricky. Whoever, uh, I think it was uh, Cobbo, throws one to Ricky then back inside. Two forward passes. Jerry Sutton's right there. Adam G's got the grand final off the back of that. But that was that. More to the point was that, and and to Andrew Webster's credit, 
He didn't use that as an excuse. And he said, we're not going to blame that. He said, he got through all these things, which was 100% right. But for the sake of the game, we need to look at this. Whether or not the technology in the ball, whether or not they have to rule on tries, the bunker absolutely goes through the whole thing, sequence in a try. I'm interested in your take as a form of great about where you see the answer to that because from the call, even you were upset with that decision. Well, look, I've thought very deeply about um, our our game and and what I want the product to look like and and the interference uh, of of the bunker, the ability for the bunker to interfere. And I, I stand by my most recent position in the fact that we've got to let the referees ref. Um, the bunker, I don't like the bunker interfering in general play until we develop the significant or or the the necessary technology that can accurately um, call a forward pass or be better uh, than what the current system is at the moment at uh, live speed where it's just a signal given to the referee. I, I don't want to see the bunker interfere in an incident like yesterday and say, uh, Jerry, well, then you're going to have these, you're gonna have these I, things I, happen. I, I know, but that's where I go back to my sta- my standpoint of uh, we've got to let the referees ref. And accept with that that they are going to get some big calls incorrect. And we have to... What happens if it affects... What happens... What, well, no, that, no, no, no. I mean this, James. Just hear me out on this. That's okay. all right to look at it there. Put yourself back as the Bulldogs captain. 20... Just say it's 18 all. Just say it's 18 all and for a chance and they make that decision. Does that not affect or change your opinion then if you're in that moment? Uh, of, co- of course. So so then co- well, that, having a solution and let the game rep and know but, they're going to make but, decisions. But that's it's not just about that one particular player or that one particular incident. It's about what we need to stand for as a game, Dobbo. Like we can't have bunker interference. Yes, we want to get as what many... What about the deci- ball technology that they're talking about? Well, Maybe there, it, there could again, be some chip it, in the ball well, that... That, that rules if it goes deems goes forward. Well, again, if we can get that right, absolutely, or if we can use it to get more decisions right, more uh, more yeah. frequently. Yeah, that that that's what we need to do. Any improvement is is worth considering, but it but it comes at a cost, and and also you know, the ball can travel forward. Sure, but it just so, has to come out of your hands going backwards. Uh, well. Just needs to it can like with the momentum. So uh, take for example, so Liam Martin where he set up um, uh, Nathan Cleary's try. So look at the angle that um, Liam Martin runs on. He gets the ball off Luai, fends off Munster, and he's angling towards the right hand corner. So you, it, it, this was a great pass by the way from Liam Martin. He he passes it but keeps running. But if he stops, if he takes the impact, if he takes um, the fullback away with him and then stops and passes the ball, that appears to go forward. But he had the smarts to keep running. But if you actually take, if you were to, you know, I know if, you were to if you were to take that uh, that video and use um, special effects to remove the players it passing the ball, it would appear to go forward. But it doesn't. So it's very difficult to get it right all the time. I think there is the, te- I've not spoken to anybody in the technology sphere that can say we can improve that. At real time. Yeah, it's an interesting conversation. We'll have some more of it. But I think just fundamentally, they got they got three forward pass decisions completely incorrect. The Wade Egan one 
was yeah. not forward, in my opinion. No, that was you're right there. That, so I, I don't know what the answer is, and referees are under all sorts of pressure, but th that's what they're paid to do. That, that's why when you, you know a, a player has a, a bad game at State of Origin, that they get dropped the next week. That, do, it's just it's just performance based. Do we want to talk about Wade Egan and the HIA? The fact that he passed it to me from the naked eye when it happened. Uh, it, I, I'm I, I and I understand this is a sensitive subject, and I'm not in any way questioning the doctor's credibilities or how. But to me, it looked like a cat one. Off you go um, from from the contact and the way he fell. Now he passed the HIA. He passed the requirements. It's a really grey area, which I know you're very strong about, James. Well, well Ben, here's the issue. You can, for me, it was category one. He shouldn't have even been subject to any form of test to come back on, based off what I witnessed. Yeah, same. So other people maybe witnessed it differently. So I don't even think he should have been tested. Uh, but I know, like every other player does, um, the. The testing, it will catch some concussions, but not all. The balance test will catch some, but not all. The memory test will catch some, but not all. And this is why the education and um, the presentation are, and, and awareness of risk is, is vital when it comes to dealing with these issues. So the pla fundamentally what it comes down to uh, and this is one of the dangers of where we, we bring in mandatory um, stand-downs for, for concussions. The, the number one, the most accurate way to diagnose concussion, honesty. Yeah. It comes down to the player telling the truth about the symptoms and how they're feeling. That's what it comes down to. Because I, as we've seen many times, and I've done this before myself, where I've been concussed and I passed the test with flying colours. So... The, the test itself is maybe it's the best that we have currently as a game, but unfortunately, it will let some slip through the crack. crack. So it will it will also falsely diagnose concussion. Or you, you can fail a test and not be concussed, but you can also be concussed and pass the test. So we need to look to improve that. Uh, as always, we will look at best practice. And I have faith... Um, that the NRL are looking at this and looking at technologies in order to accurately diagnose a, a concussion. But for me, I, based off what I witnessed, Wade Egan should have been sent as a not not fit to return to play. He wasn't, and I've passed one of those tests when being concussed before. I've also failed one when not being concussed, in my opinion. Yeah, it's an interesting one, which I don't know. I, I don't know the answer, but I, I think... <laughs> Yeah, it's just a grey area in that sense. Um, well, it could, again, it, again, again, the, you, as you, you're saying, honesty is the right way forward. It, that, and, that, yep, that, that's uh, the only way. And, and the communication of the risk and awareness of the risk to the player for carrying on. But it's very, very difficult, Dobbo, because you present these um, present to the player, the modern day athlete, the motivated athlete with a grand final, yep. you know, min moments away in the back of their mind, you present them this risk, we're really poor at making decisions in the present that, are, that in all likelihood, the consequences of not acting or acting um, present 10, 30, yeah. 20 years away. Yeah. That, that, and, and, and there's other 
and, and there's ways to go about communicating that risk. So, for example, with uh, with smoking, um, when it was proven um, beyond any doubt that smoking was bad for long term health, uh, they ran they ran ad campaign ad campaigns about oh this is what smoking will do. Don't smoke when you're young because this is what will happen when you're sixty. Didn't work. So you know what they did? They had to re they had to rethink about how they communicate the risk because they need an instant response. They need to see that something negative is happening to them instantly. So they got really attractive people, people like me, uh, to look to smoke. And um, then they present them with yellow hands or bad teeth and say, this is the impact that you're going to have today. Now, how do we communicate that risk when it comes to concussion? But that was a model that failed with smoking and then succeeded. There's clear correlations between the you know the numbers of smokers and that ad campaign and the effect that it had so how we manage that in a in, in a concussion format that that's for far more intelligent people than i to to come up with in design yeah well said that's it uh quickly on the spot it's a week out who broncos Thank you. Um, the NRLW, obviously, uh, major semifinals are on this afternoon as well. Best of luck to all teams involved, Newcastle and Brisbane and the Roosters and the Titans. Before we go, um, to celebrate the NRL finals, Footy Talk is giving away a platinum double pass to the NRL Premiership next Sunday, October the 1st, the grand final between the Broncos and the Penrith. Now, what you have to do is click the link in the episode description and use today's code word which is Maroons. So the Maroons is today's code word. Listen to Footy Talk on Listener, Apple Podcasts, Spotify until September 27th to get a new code word and enter as many times as you like. Well, that's it from James Graham and myself, Ben Dobbin, with you Sunday Footy Talk on Listener. Have a great Sunday and we will be back next week with all the footy talks as we march towards the grand final. The Broncos taking on the Panthers next Sunday. Right here on Listener.